What up, what up? Sports Card Strategy Show, Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com here. Today, we are going to hit a bunch of different topics. I am going to update you on my NFL RPA flipping project, which started in September of 2021. I want you to know what I paid for rookie patch autos, what I've profited thus far, and what ground I still have to make up in the future. We're also going to take questions from our audience mailbag. We're going to talk about why some guys are not yet in our top 50 at nooffseason.com slash invest, but we'll get into our top 50 after the NFL season ends. I want to also hit on a topic about NBA hoops. Is there a play? Is there a play buying and flipping the 2021-22 NBA hoops rookies, and a little fun segment about my new PC, which is also an investment, vintage on-card graded autos. So we'll dig into that, and we should have an appearance from the great Murphinus coming up. We haven't talked to him in a while. I'm excited to talk to Murph. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, as always, marketmoversapp.com by Sports Card Investor, the number one place to track the data of your collection, learn who to buy low and when to sell them high, and I want you to save 20% at marketmoversapp.com by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase. And when you marry that together with a subscription to our premium sports card investment report at nooffseason.com slash invest, you have the best overall toolkit to profit from your sports card investments. All right, let's jump into the show. All right, everybody. Time to bring in the great Murphinus. Let's talk some cards, baby. All right. So, Murph, uh, a year ago, I found my old sports card collection. A year ago. So, this has been a year in the making, huh? Yep. Yep. And I submitted 178 cards to PSA on about February 20th, 2021. On that day, you submitted 178. Well, about a year ago, I found my cards. And then about a month later, after about a month of research, I submitted them all. So about 11 months ago is when I submitted them. And I just got an email yesterday from PSA. So 11 months later, I got an email from PSA saying that they are now in grading. So they arrived. They ar- the order status was arrived <clears throat> on April 26th, 2021. So two months after I mailed them in, PSA verified that they received them. Two months after I mailed them in. And then... They went into the order prep phase and then they were in, they've been in the research and identification phase, which says your items were researched. So each item can be correctly identified on the PSA label. They were in that phase since probably, oh, July. So about the last six months, they've been in research and identification and now they just got into grading. So I don't know when I'm going to get them back, but if I get them back, um, if I get them back at the end of February, 
I think at the end of February, I think I think six more weeks from today's recording is okay. is a good estimate for when I might get them back. I, I think, think you soonest. have based on soonest. based on the original timeline that you just went through, you have zero chance to get those by the end of February. Okay. So well, that might be this, true. I actually thought you were going to say, Murph, I did some research, and here was my sunk cost into the grading of of the cards. I actually this is what my selling was last year and this is what I'm up or this is what I'm down based on my fixed cost. Little did I know from the start of the story, we still would not have a story other than probably don't go with PC, PSA for your grading company because apparently it stands for just three guys in a room grading cards by the name of Peter, Scott, and Anthony. It might, it may, it may, we we, are really, really overwhelmed. (laughs) We don't, yeah, yeah, they're really overwhelmed. So what's your cost, um, what's your cost on those? So PSA has had your money for a year. Well, fair. no, they've they've had the ability. Or do you not pay until the grading is done? You don't pay until the grading is done. And basically what happens is they, they finish the grading and then, as soon as they finish the grading, basically if you get an email that says your grades are ready. And as soon yeah. as you get that email, it basically means your cards are about to be shipped tomorrow. Okay. Um, and then, and when that happens, when they ship your cards, they charge your credit card uh, Got it. on file for the grading and the shipping cost. For the and price that you committed to last February, not today's pricing, which is significantly different based on what you had told me. Yeah, exactly. So I okay. committed at twelve at twelve dollars a card, which so, is like percent of today, right? Yeah, it's like ten. It's 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 twelve percent. It's twelve percent of what you okay. would pay today because the lowest okay. lowest tier is a hundred dollars right now per card. Yeah, got it. So I I say you know I got in, um, basically the last possible week that you yeah. could have submitted cards before they jacked up before they jacked up their pricing and then right. shut down and they, sh- they shut down right. uh, for right. several months. They didn't, you know, they didn't shut down. They stopped taking new submissions. They stopped taking new submissions. Yeah. Grade the backlog. Um, so they have, uh, th- they're, uh, my fee, I, kn- I know with, I think it's going to, it's going to be $2,500, uh, mm-hmm. you know, give, give or take, give or take maybe a, a couple hundred dollars. It's either way. But let's just say $2,500 for the grading fee. I've got 178 cards there. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about, like, now, I don't know if you remember things you did a year ago, but I, I don't, you know, if, if you were to try to remember the 178 cards from a year ago, it's mm-hmm. a little bit hard to remember. And, then, and we, you and I have done so much just in the last few months with cards, and we've talked about a lot of the moves that I've made um, that have nothing to do with this submission from a year ago. Right. So. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I'm kind of looking at this and these list. are and I these mean, are got, cards from these are cards from 30 years ago. You know, these are all the cards from 30 years ago. These are all right. cards. The most recent card um, is like a Kobe Bryant 1996-97 rookie. I think are like the most recent cards in yeah. this submission. So they they are from uh, 1988 through. Um, Fantastic. 1990, basically. You gotta like um, that. I mean, you can't you can't grade a card with pretty much any company for twelve dollars right now. So you, you gotta really you love the yeah. fact that I mean, to break even, what do you need? You need fifteen dollars a card. 
And that's basically yeah. what you need on that to break even from your initial costs and so forth. So the next, so yeah. is it fair to say, Hickey, that when you got that email, that you were pretty jacked up? You were pretty excited. I was excited. You, I was excited you know, to see. Yeah. Because you know that eight weeks from now, it's like Christmas in March. It's gonna be it's gonna be Christmas in March. I I mean you I and I are gonna to have a two big, hours. A, we're gonna have a long yes. We're gonna need to do we're gonna need to do a long show. Um okay. when I when I get the grades. When I get the grades, we're gonna do right. a long show. And I'm yeah. gonna be prepared for it because you know that leading up to that recording, I'm gonna be looking at all the prices you, of what these things have been going for. I'm gonna have a spreadsheet Paul, ready. We're gonna I'm going to have like if a you know total Paul, number of, of projected profit. I'm going to have all that. It's going to be, a, it's a good thing that Paul wears the, 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 the earmuffs there because his ears would be red with excitement. I know Paul, he's just going to be stoked. He's going to be at an energy level I, at an all time high. He'd be busting through that top button that he's got buttoned up there. He's going to be excited. So I cannot wait for that show six to eight weeks. Just right now you got like two months worth of content because we're going two hours. We are We're going, going two hours, and then, and then there's probably going to be even more content after they get shipped to my PWCC vault, and I actually get to see photos of them, high, like the nice high-res photos. So, Murph, let's, let's, let me just throw out a few of these cards. I, like, okay. I'm not going to go – I'm not going to list all 178 of them. We don't have time okay. for that. But Thank you, because we've got – I'm going to go a little I've, longer. We've got, we've got 14 minutes. Awesome. All right. Well, let's just say there's there's 1991 upper deck SP1 Michael Jordan in the, in the White Sox uniform. There's oh. all the 1998 cards that we talk about all the time. Uh, so, excuse me. All the 1988 Fleer cards that we talk about all the time. Um, there's about 20 to 25 Barry Sanders. There's multiple 1989 Don Russ, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookies multiple i mean tons of magic johnson that's uh, great two vince carter <laughs> rookies Shaq rookies um you know just a ridiculous amount of michael jordan two 1989 david robinson hoops rookies i like tons this. of larry bird scotty Pippen, i'm not sure uh, i'm not sure that when we started this that i knew of some of the quality that you had submitted i'm pretty stoked about what you got going on right now especially there's some Yaramir Yager rookies there's Frank Thomas rookies there's a 1985 Topps Kirby Puckett rookie do you remember the 1990-1991 Santa Claus cards in the in the uh football sets so pro set uh used to come up with Santa Claus insert cards I've got one of those in there for grading I have have Um, one of those I didn't really know what that was to be honest when I was going through a bunch of stuff so I didn't even value it out but um the santa claus is is interesting do you have a do you have a Payne stewart pro set oh i love that Payne stewart card you know what the green card Um, yeah with his yellow hat and and green top and all that i have uh uh, i do not have the Payne stewart um i i do have a ridiculous amount of pro set golf cards from the pro set golf set in 1990 or 1991 and they're just in horrible condition. They're, they're right. not, you know, none of them would grade well, but, um, but yeah, I, I love the Payne Stewart card. There was, a, there was a Paul Tagliabue card in there that I thought was oh, cool. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. so many, like, there's, uh, I, I, just, I love be- that 1990 pro set uh, look. So there's actually a lot of those in here. Um, a Belichick, like head coach. Well, the Belichick, 
Yeah, for the you Cleveland know? Browns. I mean, that's got to be something. You know, I got yeah, it's I gotta, something. It's I something. I got to think that there, if there was a Vince Lombardi from '66, that that would be worth something. So Belichick, you know, '90 yeah. something be worth something too. Well, that's going to be exciting. Now, now, there's there's one in here, Murph, that I'm not I'm not sure if it's a real authentic card, and okay. but PSA has given it a, a serial number already. They've they've assigned serial numbers to these cards. They just haven't shown the. They, I don't think they've graded them all yet and so they haven't okay. given me what the grades are but um the card i bought this 1986 fleer michael jordan uh rookie card from someone on facebook marketplace and i okay. and i did it i think i paid 50 dollars for it and i'm 95 percent sure that it's a reprint or or okay. some kind of a fake right um but the backstory that the person gave me on the card it could have been a total scam. 95% sure, total scam. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? You know what? If, if this thing is actually real and I can slip <laughs> it into the submission for $12, right? let's just see what happens. Now, that was a year ago. I, I don't miss that. You know, I'm fortunate enough to not miss that, that $52 yeah. that I spent on that card, $62. Yeah. Um, if by some chance I get any grade on right. this card, uh, that two-hour show is going to have a lot of content about that 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan. I'll tell you that. We might be drinking, you know, a bottle of nice whiskey, you know, during the show. We might do the two-hour show in person because I might have flown back Uh just to pick up that card and then go what? to your house and we look at it together and do the show with it. I'm in. So the story in and of itself is, is probably worth $62. <laughs> you know, the story the st that you- The story of what the guy told me on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably worth $62 in and of itself. So whatever. Probably. If you get a grade of yeah, five he was... and you get $80, $80 out of it, done. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll okay. We'll talk more about that later. But I know you've only I've only got you for a few more minutes. So yeah, why don't you pick Why don't you pick pick your topic here? Uh, few, uh some topics that you can pick from. Oh. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna it. throw I'm gonna throw them all out there, and then you go with the one you want. Uh, okay. we could do Van Jefferson Love Fest. <laughs> we could do that. Could be quick, uh, but fine. We could do Cam Reddish getting traded to the Knicks. Uh, we could do vintage on-card autos, which I've started to get into quite a okay. bit. And, or you could answer the question, now that we're past Christmas, are you following basketball yet? And would you like to talk about the NBA a little bit? After the Super Bowl, I will follow basketball. But here's what I did, know, I did notice the Cam mm -hmm. Reddish. And I will tell you one thing. So the other night, the Minnesota Timberwolves were on television. And I got a chance to watch your boy for about an hour and a half. Anthony Edwards is really good. He's really good. Um, that team's got a long ways to go as far as like being competitive and being consistent, but that team's going to make the playoffs in one way, shape or form. God I, on your end, I hope to God that they win a playoff or the, the play in game against whoever they're playing. Cause they're not going to be a top six more than likely but I hope that they can, you know, win that game and then all of a sudden get in a seven-game series to where this guy can be on national TV over and over and over again. The guy's the real deal. 
creates his own shot, moves well without the ball, future leader of that team. Carl Anthony Towns certainly as a center wasn't capable of really leading that team anywhere. They got a really nice, um, they had a really nice team there. So when I saw them on television, I decided to watch them. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, that's good to hear you say that. I mean, I think Anthony Edwards looks like the real deal also. He just, he's long. He's like Stretch Armstrong. He's, he drives in for a layup, and all of a sudden he's like at the rim laying it in. I mean, he just he makes it look easy, and he's got a nice jump shot coming along. Got a lot of confidence. Team leader at a, a second year, so good to hear you say that. Um, yeah, Cam Reddish, I think um, – you know, he's been buried that, in Atlanta. That, that trade gives um, the Knicks a chance to kind of turn their season around here a little bit, gets a little fire. And I read an article this morning, you should take a look at it on ESPN.com, about um, a Duke reunion up there with Zion, who I'm not big on, um, but bringing a bunch of, you know, three, four, five-year players up to the Knicks and just creating some exciting basketball up there in New York. Yeah, I've been, I've been high on R.J. Barrett since around this time last year. And I've been, you know, he's under – I think he's been underwhelming, but I do think that he's still developing and it's still really early. And he could be – He's 20. Um, he, could be, he could be legit. I think he's, he's got the, the right profile. Uh, mm -hmm. to be like a huge guy in the hobby. And um, I saw the same article that you're talking about. I didn't read it, but I just saw the headline and kind of smiled because I thought, okay, well, this right. could be actually good for RJ because I've got a lot of RJ cards. I don't have mm -hmm. any Cam Reddish cards, but I, I know a lot of people. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to a guy named Ben Kinzer, who's a member of the Sports Card Strategy Facebook group, who's been asking about Cam Reddish. And now I think Ben could be pretty happy because he's been buying Cam Reddish. Um, and I think if, I mean, Zion definitely won't be in New Orleans long-term. So, like, why wouldn't he go to the Knicks and reunite with those uh, former Duke teammates? And, um, I mean, whether or not Zion ever uh, can get past, like, Greg Oden status, um, <laughs> even if he can get to the Knicks – then that could be something that generates enough hype that could be good for all three of those guys. And that article, even that article in the sports card world is huge for, I think, all three of those guys right now. Because right. none exactly. of the three of them have done anything yet, and they no. need all the hype they can get. Exactly. I mean, from a sports card world, from your, your guy in the Facebook group and stuff, he's, it's the best thing that could have happened because you get those players just simply to New York. Unfortunately, there's not enough media, not enough hype, uh, for two guys in Atlanta. And we know that, that Young is the guy there, and, and he's going to be the consistent uh, player that's going to get the news, get the buzz, the leader of that team. Um, it's a, a great opportunity for, for those guys and their card value, I, I, I think. Anytime you go to New York, L.A., Dallas, something like that, it's always going to be good for you. And Murph, this is good for my guy, DeAndre Hunter his card value. He's a long wing uh, in Atlanta. He's the long former wings. number four overall pick. And so with Reddish out, uh, it's a clear commitment to DeAndre Hunter, who's been injured, but has just come back from injury and he's looking good. So uh, I bought a couple DeAndre Hunter 
RPAs before the season started for under 70 bucks each. And uh, I'm going to be looking to move them as soon as uh, DeAndre puts together a few 20-point performances down the stretch here. Oh, we're, we're in the middle. We haven't got the All-Star break yet. So we haven't even gotten to the stretch. Yeah. You so, haven't even started break. watching the NBA season yet. So. No, end of February. That's, that's when well, I'll start. At the end of February, but, we can, I'll be excited to, to talk to you more about Ja Morant and the Grizzlies come end of February. Ja Morant is, is awesome. Here's what I know about the NBA right now. If you're not watching Ja, if you've got season tickets to uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, you're a lucky person. You're getting a chance to watch by far the best player out of that draft. He was going to be the best player out of that draft just simply because of the position that he plays. He's controlling the ball. He's just a leader of that team. He's unselfish. He's smart. Tell you what. Sorry, Zion. It's already been decided. You're the Greg Oden of that. Yeah. Of those first. You're, you're Greg Oden, buddy. You're Greg Oden. You are you're, Greg you're, Oden. You're, you're 25 pounds, 30 pounds overweight. I don't think that's going to get consistently any better until you're a year out from your next contract. Um, then you'll get in shape, and then you'll get a big one, and then you'll balloon up again. That was the story at Duke. It's going to be the story, unfortunately, for Zion moving forward. I don't see John Morant putting on 40. The, the no. dude's one. There's not. There's not room for forty on that frame. If he puts. If he puts. If he, if he puts. God, that's like me putting when I put on forty back in the day after yeah, a few over. trips to the Thai food place. Woo! Hey, you, you, you carried it well. Eh. eh. No, I, I, I wouldn't just, say that I did. I um, <laughs> so I don't have a lot of time left, Hicks, and I do have to go. Unfortunately, the new role that I have with my company doesn't allow me for Fridays in the office that I can extend this out. But here's what I'm. Here's what a couple things I'm excited about. 178 cards. We're going to talk about that over the coming months. I'm excited about the the NFL playoffs. Um, this is a make or break it for Matthew Stafford. If you bought some Stafford cards with the with LA. You need the dude to win some games. You need the dude to go to the Super Bowl. You need that defense to be just a little bit better and Matt Stafford to lead the offense moving forward. I like the Van Jefferson. I'm excited for your $3 Van Jefferson cards. I've got a chance to watch him a little bit more. I don't think he's on sync with Stafford all the time. He gets tons of targets because they need to throw him the ball. But there's a lot of, I think, misroutes every now and again that him and Stafford are on the same page, which could limit him during the playoffs. But uh, um, he is a he is a guy that can be a deep threat consistently. If he get a couple of those, it's going to be pretty good. Um, a couple other guys, um, Dak Prescott's got a chance to really increase his card value over the next few weeks. I, I think I would guess, and I don't keep track of it as much as you. Um, my guess is is that he's had a couple of struggles over the last month. Look not that great. Cowboys haven't looked that great. I would assume that he's either plateaued as far as his pricing or maybe even gone down as the Cowboys have struggled. That's a really good team. Defense wins in the playoffs. Running game wins in the playoffs. Watch out for Dak Prescott to make a little run here. Um, so if you got any of his cards, I, I think it's been a nice plateauing of the value. He could see a big increase. I like that team in the playoffs. I just do. Nice. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Dak has been a perfect example of 
player for performance dictating market value. And uh, it would be a great time to buy right now if you believe in DAC. And I'm going to post this episode today because, uh, you know, it's going to get outdated quick, but I love your NFL predictions. Uh, and um, you're, you're, you're always saying smart things. Stafford, DAC, high-profile guys who haven't had a good month. They haven't. I mean, the, the, their teams have won games, but they haven't been great. Um, so it would be very interesting to see that if it was just, you know, some injury, a little injury bug, maybe, hey, we've already clinched our playoff berth, you know, yada, yada. Um, those two guys have a lot to, you know, the Kyler Murrays, sure, they're, but they're already going crazy. You know, Kyler's out, out kicked his coverage, what you thought it would be early on this year. Um, probably the, the prices are really, really high. They, those, in my opinion, can maybe only go lower or plateau. Stafford and Dak haven't looked great. And uh, if their teams can play really well in the playoffs, they're going to be fantastic. Good well, buying. I'm for both of them. I, I would like to see the, those teams. I would like to see one of those teams come out of the NFC. Anybody but Aaron Rodgers. I just, you know, I, I, I just – I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I would like to see him lose again. I know I you love the you. guy. You have a love affair for him. Uh, but got bad news for we're you. not fans of Aaron Rodgers in this, in this household. Max and I, uh, thumbs down to thumbs Aaron. Down. Well, I got bad news for you, Hicks. Nobody's beating the Packers. The only team that can beat the Packers, in my opinion, is Kansas City. Um, and Kansas City, Kansas City – I, I think that uh, Speg, Spagnola got that defense playing right around week nine. Um, they were awful I mean, up until about week nine or 10. And all of a sudden, they had a couple good games. They had a, a stinker a couple of weeks back. But the defense is good. I think that's the only team in the NFL that can beat Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anybody in the NFC can. I think they're too good. The, the Rams defense, I would have set up three months ago that they would have been. But they haven't looked great. They have it. I think Dallas has been the best defense in football for the vast majority of the season. They're a big play defense. Um, they've got a shot. But in Green Bay, when the temperatures are below 20, we've been there when it's been below 20 to Lambeau. It's cold. And I just don't know. But, again, I'll go back to my prior statement. Defense wins in the playoffs. Running game wins in the playoffs. Both of those teams have it. I want a Dallas, Green Bay, NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field at the end of January. Don, Don, That's Don. Lee, Lee, Lee. <laughs> How much fun was that? All right, I got to go. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the posting. Tell the family I said hello. Enjoy the playoffs. First weekend, everybody. All right, that was the great Murphinas. Thanks so much for joining us. Murph, we love the segment with you. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right, so here at the Sports Card Strategy Show and NoOffseason.com, we are all about player prospecting. We feel really good about the sports card market related to being able to prospect what players are going to perform well, buy their cards at a lower price, and then watch their cards increase as they perform even better in the future. So uh, heading into this NFL season, the 2021 NFL season, um, Murph and I talked a lot about which guys would make sense to buy RPAs for and uh, see their RPAs rise in value during the course of the NFL season. Now, 
Um, there's different levels to this. There was a level of guys that I thought would rise this season, and then there's a level of guys that I thought uh, might take a little bit longer than that for one reason or another. But now that the 2021 NFL season is over from a regular season standpoint, I thought it would make sense to look back on my RPA calls from September and just kind of walk through how I did, not only from a prediction standpoint, but how things played out from a flipping standpoint. Uh, I think it's good to look back and see what I paid for cards and what I sold those cards for. All right, so let's get started. Now, one guy that I talked a lot about was Kenny Gainwell. I did end up buying four Kenny Gainwell RPAs. I still own three of them, um, but I did sell one for a profit of $5.31. So I bought it for $24.69. I sold it for $30, and I still own three Kenny Gainwells. So uh, a little bit upside down on my Kenny Gainwell investment right now, but there is hope for the future in uh, Philadelphia, especially because Philadelphia is still alive in the NFL playoffs, and who knows, we could see Kenny Gainwell be a core part of their offense uh, next year. Uh, Kadarius Toney was a guy that I bought for what I thought was very low at $59.37 when he was hurt early on in the season. Um, I did get a little bit lucky because actually that week that I bought him, he blew up and had basically his only really solid game of the season, and I was able to immediately flip that for $96. I think that was a great call. So I got a $36.63 profit off of Kadarius Tony. Um, one guy that I was actually worried I overpaid for was Amon Ross St. Brown. I thought that he was undervalued. Um and I bought his RPA, his Panini Black RPA, for $29.56 um, in September. And actually just sold it um, in December for $50. So a profit of $20.44. Chuba Hubbard was a guy that I bought um, when Christian McCaffrey went down. I was able to make $2.59 off of Chuba. I, I really wanted to get out of, of owning Chuba. Um, I just didn't think he was going to have long-term value, and I, I think I was right in that Carolina offense. So I was able to basically break even on Chuba. Um, after the hype died down on Trey Lance, I bought one of his certified RPAs, a uh, really nice-looking patch, for $169.25. I thought that was a steal because those were going for higher than that amount in September when there was a lot of hype around Trey. Um I did sell that when Jimmy Garoppolo got injured uh, late in the season for $240. So I did make $70.75 on Trey Lance. And then Rondale Moore was a guy that was like up and down price-wise. He had a lot of hype coming into the season. His RPAs were going for like $100, $150. I was able to snag one for $34.75 though after he had a couple bad games early on in the year. And I recently sold it for $50, so $15.25 um, profit on, on Rondale. Now, total, I did spend $1,052.43. I did make back $498.89. So I'm underwater currently by $553, but you can see that the profit margin on these cards is actually pretty solid. Uh, the average profit margin is I'm ballparking around 15 to 25%. So let's just call it 20% profit margin on these cards. And so 
The fact that I still own guys, let's walk through the guys that I own that I feel good about moving forward. Kenny Gainwell, do I think I can break even on a Kenny Gainwell $17 RPA? Absolutely. I think worst case, I can break even on that. Travis Etienne, uh, I own two Travis Etienne. One is a certified freshman fabric RPA and another is an Origins RPA that's actually numbered to 49. Um, basically an average cost of like $35.50 on those. Do I think I can sell those for $75 probably at the beginning of next NFL season? Absolutely. So I think that's another profit. I, I was able to snag a Trevor Lawrence um, rookie phenoms jersey card out of the Donruss set for $29. I think I can easily sell that for double, even triple at the beginning of next season. Rashad Bateman, I paid $37 for a Panini Elements Neon Signs Auto, numbered to 75. Uh, I should be able to sell that for 50, maybe even 75, depending on how he performs next season. Um, I think I can break even on all my Kenny Gainwells. Uh, I did buy a lot of Jerry Judy's because he was underpriced. I think I can probably break even on Jerry Judy. I think there's some profit on Elijah Moore because I got a $17 Elijah Moore RPA. Um, I, I might have to take a bath on Jalen Rieger. Uh, I might have to take a bath on some of the running backs, Michael Carter, Antonio Gibson, um, and Zach Moss might be losses. Uh, I do think I'm going to make quite a bit of profit on Van Jefferson. Uh, eventually, I have a $30 and a $16 Van Jefferson RPA. Um, Thailand Wallace, I think I can probably break even because that was only $15. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, hopefully I can sell that for $50 next year. Uh, and then Kyle Trask was, uh, was a play that I think um, might take a few years to pan out, but I think if he ever gets some hype around him as a starter in Tampa Bay, those could be easily sold for $200 just because of the quarterback position. So that could be a huge profit margin. I think that by a year from now, I should be right around $1,500 to $2,000 for, for this initial $1,052 investment. After just a few short months, I've already made back $498.89 and still own 23 cards. So 23 assets, and I only have to make up $553 to break even, and I uh, definitely should be able to do that. So I think all in all, the rookie patch auto of young NFL Potential breakout guys went very well for me this year. So I just wanted to recap the rookie patch auto investment. I'd love to know your thoughts on these plays and just overall this concept of investing in rookie patch autos. So many of you may remember the recent Mac Jones, Don Russ rated rookie craze where there were several sales, legit sales of over $3,000 for a base Donruss rated rookie PSA 10 Mac Jones when the pro uniforms finally came out for the NFL. And I want to make you aware of the 2021-22 NBA Hoops release, which features this year's outstanding rookie class in their pro uniforms. The first pro uniform release for guys like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Josh Giddy, and the list goes on and on because I love this year's rookie class. And I want to raise the question, 
even though I don't believe that NBA hoops is a good long-term investment, do you think there's a play here? Because I think, a la Mac Jones, PSA 10's Don Russ, there could be a play here. And I don't recommend ever sending these cards to PSA for the minimum $100 grading fee. But I want to bring up the fact that you could send these to SGC now if you have the ability to move fast because Josh Giddy uh, just sold for $8 and Jalen Green just sold for $7. I know because I bid on these cards and that's what they sold for. Uh, I did not win them, but I am currently winning a Josh Giddy for $2.25 with $1 shipping and uh, could potentially win a Scotty Barnes uh, for just a few dollars. So the question is, if you think there is an SGC play here, because if I win this Josh Giddy and pay $3.25 for it and then ship it to SGC for $30, if I get a 10, that card could easily be, what, $60, $70 uh, as the NBA season moves on and Josh Giddy continues to dazzle. Uh, same thing with Scotty Barnes. We don't know who's gonna win Rookie of the Year. Both of these guys could win it. And then, of course, there's Cade, and there's Jalen Green, and there's Evan Mobley, and, and all these other uh, great rookies. Jonathan Kaminga is another guy. I think I'm in on a, a couple Jonathan Kaminga cards. Uh, I got offered $5 to get one. I don't know if I want to pull trigger on that yet. You know, it's really hard to see on eBay whether or not these would be a 10. And there's not many on Starstock yet. I think that would be the other play, um, sending them into Starstock directly from uh, buying them online at eBay and then seeing does Starstock grade them an A. And if Starstock grades them an A, now you've just paid an additional 25 cents to have some verification that it could get a 10, then send it to SGC. That's gonna take a little longer, but you still should get the card back uh, before the next pro release comes out. So the question is, if you move fast on this, is there an SGC play? I think there might be, but I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Drop me a comment below to let me know your thoughts or join the Facebook group at sportscardstrategy.com. Click on the link to join the Facebook group and let's talk about it. Yo, check it out. You can go to sportscardstrategy.com and click on the link to join our Facebook group and you can ask any question via our Facebook group and I will answer it on the show. And this Question I'd like to take from Dwayne Long, who just joined the group, and he asked a question about uh, the difference between a couple different Panini Mosaic Joe Burrow cards. Uh, he's, he's posted two different pictures uh, of two different Joe Burrow cards, and he's saying, can anyone help me out with this? These are both listed as Panini Mosaic. However, what is the one on the left called? Um, so the one on the left is called uh, the Mosaic Silver, and you can see here at a market movers app by sports card investor that the mosaic silver uh, has gone recently for $545 and $500 in PSA 10. Um, whereas the mosaic base non-silver, which is the card that you have posted over here on the right hand side, uh, has gone for about $100 pretty consistently, um, according to marketmoversapp.com by SportsCardInvestor. And actually, and actually, you can go to marketmoversapp.com by SportsCardInvestor and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, to save 20%.
Dwayne, thanks so much for the question, and uh, I would love it if you join the Facebook group at sportscardstrategy.com and uh, ask some questions, and I will answer them on the show. All right, so on our last show, I bought an Irvin Magic Johnson 1986 on-card Fleer Auto PSA 8-card Gem Mint 10 Auto live on the show. Uh, I still do not have it yet, but it, it is supposedly on its way. I do have a tracking number, so it should be arriving in my PWCC vault soon. I'm really excited about that because I am starting to really get into buying um, about 80% PC, 20% long-term investment. These on-card autos of Hall of Famers or top five guys at their position from the major sports that I've followed my entire life, guys that didn't have rookie autos because the cards are so old, but they Someone had them signed and then authenticated with PSA. Now, if I can get an, a card grade and an auto grade, that's better than just a card grade. Um, but here are some of, the, some of the ones I'm looking at right now, and I am winning a couple of them. But there's a Barry Sanders 1989 Tops Traded PSA 8 uh, 10 Auto. I'm winning it for $132.50 right now. If I can get these... Uh, these Hall of Fame guys for less than $300, um, I, I'm in on it. I'm also looking at a score rookie for, for Barry, uh, like a PSA 8 score rookie 10 auto, but that's $500, so so I got to be careful how many $500 cards I buy. Um, Shaquille O'Neal is another guy. I used to love uh, this upper deck trade card, and so... Factors for me also include like the nostalgia behind the card. Um, so if it fits a couple different prongs of my formula, then I'm into it. Like ideally, this Shaq rookie wouldn't be a Beckett slab, um, and it would have a card grade on it also. Like ideally, I'd want a PSA card grade and auto grade, but a Beckett slab authentic auto, authentic card is good enough for me if the price is right. Um, and if I actually love the card and the auto on the card. So for example, this Shaq auto, um, has a silver Sharpie and it looks sweet on this black card. And I, I like was obsessed with this card as a kid. I actually got the trade card, mailed it into upper deck, got this card back with the trade card hole punch in it. So super, super strong nostalgia here for me. And if I can get this card for $75, plus $4 shipping, I'll be pretty pumped. I think long-term, autos like Shaq, Barry, Ken Griffey Jr., Magic, they're going to mean a lot to a lot of people, and they're going to have uh, a lot of long-term value. Now, what I want to know from you is, A, what do you think about this? And B, who are your guys? Who, who are your guys that you would uh, collect? And uh, I'll, I'll give you some examples. So... um. I think these are solid investments, but I'm also watching uh, some Alan Trammell cards. Now, Alan Trammell did not make it to the Hall of Fame, and but he was my favorite player as a kid. And so you can see that his 1978 rookie uh, is also a Paul Molitor rookie. And uh, there are several that are slabbed by PSA, and they do have some card grades on it. So I do, I have actually been offered some of those by sellers that, you know, I went in and looked at their, um, 
their their stuff, and I'm interested. I'm interested in um, potentially grabbing grabbing those cards. Um, so so Trammell is kind of a fringe guy for me, even though he was my favorite player. He, he didn't make it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, some other guys I like: Isaiah Thomas, uh, Dennis Rodman, Jason Kidd. Always looking at more magics. Uh, might not be done buying magic cards. Uh, Penny Hardaway. I'm huge into Penny Hardaway. There's some Joe Montana cards in the Pro Set 1990 Pro Set because that that set uh, has some nostalgia to me. But um, you know, I think the older Jerry Rice rookies, Jim McMahon 1983 rookie is uh, is an interesting one for me. I love Jim McMahon. He didn't make it to the Hall of Fame either, but he's a legend and and won a Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears. So in 1983, Jim McMahon on card auto, the tops rookie. It's pretty interesting. So I think from an investment standpoint, guys like uh, Magic, Iverson, Shaq, those are in my price range and guys that I actually really liked as a kid. I think Penny Hardaway, uh, Alan Trammell, and Jim McMahon are less investments and more just sort of nostalgic potential plays for me. Uh, but this this notion of a authentic on-card auto from an era that didn't have on-card autos or sticker autos where somebody collected the card, kept it in good condition, had had the actual athlete sign it, and then had it authenticated by PSA or Beckett. Uh, all the better if they had PSA grade the card. Uh, now you're talking about additional value as well. So I'm really, really into these, and uh, I think this might be a lot of what I purchased in 2022, but I would love to know your thoughts. Drop me a comment below or join the Facebook group, and let's talk about it. Go to sportscardstrategy.com and just click on the link uh, for time's sake, save you some time, or you can search Sports Card Strategy in uh, Facebook groups and uh, find us, and I'll accept you. Thanks. All right, so if you go to nooffseason.com slash invest, you will be taken directly to our sports card investment report. It is an in-depth analysis of the most investable sports cards. It is updated consistently by myself and the rest of our sports card investing team. And as you can see here, we have uh, the top 50 most investable sports cards, but there are a few names that you won't see on the list and you might be wondering why they're not on the list. And this list has to do with timing and that's why we update it often. And there are a few names that are up next on the list and you will see them probably post Super Bowl. And one of them is Najee Harris. Now he had a, a pretty solid rookie season for the Pittsburgh Steelers and he has some pro releases out that I think are potentially worth investing in. Um, there's some Don Russ rated rookies and some Don Russ rated rookie variations. And as new releases come out and as the NFL hype dies down in the offseason, Najee's prices should drop. Now, if they do drop, you will definitely see him up next on the sports card investment report in the top 50 because uh, we love Najee Harris. We think that he definitely is going to be a great pro and we, we should see more running backs and wide receivers have value 
in the sports card market. And Najee Harris is a guy that we have our eye on as a buy right after the NFL season, should his prices dip. So be sure to check back at nooffseason.com slash invest for Najee Harris. Another guy we expect to be up next on the sports card investment report at nooffseason.com slash invest is Derek Henry. You're going to see a spike in his cards because the Titans are currently the number one seed in the NFL playoffs in the AFC, and he's coming back from injury. So now is not the time to buy Derrick Henry because of those factors. And he is not in our top 50 right now at nooffseason.com slash invest. But after the Super Bowl, we should see a drop in D. Hen's prices. And assuming he actually plays well in the playoffs and doesn't get re-injured, we see him prime to come back and have an amazing season in 2022. So we like D. Hen, at least for the next couple seasons. And we think that immediate post Super Bowl could be a great time to buy D. Henry's rookie cards. So check back at nooffseason.com slash invest because D. Hen is likely up next. All right. Speaking of running backs, continuing the trend, another guy who's likely up next at nooffseason.com slash invest is Jonathan Taylor. Now, uh, the Colts did not make the playoffs, but Taylor had the best season of any running back in the NFL and looks primed to have a couple more over the next couple seasons. So when his prices drop this offseason, which they should, uh, you should see Jonathan Taylor, this year's leading rusher, on our top 50 at nooffseason.com slash invest. So stay tuned. And our last guy that I want to hit on in our up next segment in our top 50 at nooffseason.com slash invest is J-A apostrophe capital M-A-R-R Chase. Uh, This guy has been on fire, and I have definitely thought it was a bad idea to buy in during the season because you'd be buying in at the all-time high for Jamar Chase, I believe. Um, He's set the world on fire this year. He's sure to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's going to have a ton of hype moving forward, but Should his prices drop in the offseason, you will see him in our top 50. Again, our top 50 is all about timing. He hasn't made an appearance in it yet because the timing has not been right to buy Jamar. But when there are pockets and windows of dips on Jamar Chase, which there should be this offseason, you should see him in our top 50. So check back at nooffseason.com slash invest. This has been a little preview of who's up next. All right, all right. What a great show we had today. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. I'd love it if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Paul Hickey, or go to sportscardstrategy.com to find all the quick links to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, join the Facebook group, etc. Thanks again to today's sponsor, marketmoversapp.com by Sports Card Investor. I want you to go there and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, to save 20%. Of course, you can also get a free $10 at starstock.com to buy cards by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, there. I'm Paul Hickey with NOOFFSEASON.com. This has been your sports card strategy show. Tune in next week. Thanks, and have a great day.